0: Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program
1: was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
0: Welcome to Headscarves and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. This show is all about talking about race, diversity, and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. And today I have my studio mom, Sian. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I know it's been a busy time for you with your new baby, who's here with us in the studio today. She's just chilling, she's so cute. (laughs) Um, so yes, we have Sian and Maze in the studio today. Um, so um, there's honestly so much that we could talk about. Every single time I talk to you about anything in life, you always have like very sage and wise words to say.
1: Oh, I'm <laughs> not sure about sage, but we often get um, distracted in the office talking about <laughs> random tangents, don't we?
0: <laughs> we do. I think the one conversation that kind of always sticks out is when we were talking about um, like dating or how we navigated... The teenage
1: years,
0: mm. especially with our ethnic parents.
1: Yes, that's always a bit of a shock to the system when you're a teenager, <laughs> especially with conservative Asian parents
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and being completely raised in Australia so that you don't have the same expectations as your parents. So that was definitely, um, yeah, an interesting period for my sister and I growing up in, you know, just urban Sydney. And I think it was just shock from for my parents as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. What what kind of expectations do they have when they came over to Australia? Were they just like, yeah, we we're going to bring up our children, um, in the way that we've been brought up? Do they have any expectations that you'd also be influenced by the environment around you? Because
1: um, I I'm sure they had expectations, but they didn't tell us. <laughs> 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 um, just. I guess for a little bit of context, my heritage is Chinese-Malaysian. So my mum was born in mainland China and then my dad is from Ipoh in Malaysia, um, but he's Malaysian-Chinese. And then all my siblings, um, including myself, we are all born in Australia. So... My sister was born in Perth, and I was born in Melbourne, and then my my brother was born in Sydney. So it was like my parents were doing a tour of the capital cities. I'm yeah. um, having a baby in <laughs> <and> each. <laughs> um, I'm glad they stopped. Um, but then, yeah. So my sister and I, um, and and my brother, you know, we've just grown up in a westernized environment. And then when my sister and I, in particular, reached the the kind of the years when the opposite gender. Was of interest, I suppose. <laughs> um, I suppose that's when we realized that our parents did have different expectations and assumptions for us that we maybe were sort of aware of, but were perhaps rebelling against. And so mm. those expectations were to go out with a male. Heaven forbid I was a lesbian. Um, oh, yeah. That would <laughs> be a
0: tough one to explain. <laughs> um,
1: that, that, often came with a, oh, you'll be out of the will. Um, so I've been disowned many times, <laughs> um, but I think I might still be in the family <laughs> um, and, and that they preferably wanted us to go out with somebody of um, Chinese heritage as well mm. um, and that just didn't suit me at the time. So I've never actually gone out with um, someone who's Asian. Um, and that was I suppose yeah a shock for my parents who perhaps assumed I would um, go out with an Asian guy
0: Mm. yeah it's interesting how our expectations can be different Um, a lot of my Chinese friends they went to like Chinese school after school and they were only meant to speak Cantonese or Mandarin at home was it like that for you as well
1: my parents tried really hard. I often laugh and call myself a bad Asian because i <laughs> um you know i I look mostly asian <laughs> um but at home, I always replied back in English, so my parents would speak to us in um, and still do speak to us in primarily cantonese mm-hmm. and and I would mostly respond in English, I'm probably the worst out of my three siblings um yeah, Siwan and JJ, they always um, give it a better shot than me.
0: <laughs> what about when you have to speak to other family members, like aunties and uncles?
1: Ooh, mum is translator for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that might be something I'll focus on in future <laughs> when I've got some time up my sleeve. Um, that would well, be, now you've
0: got plenty of time to do <laughs> Duolingo,
1: June. whatever it's called, <laughs> sign me up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think I was talking about that with my dad the other day, actually, this language loss. Because like, I don't have the greatest Somali, but my like oh. younger siblings, they literally know nothing. Like, They just don't even understand my parents. So they're just sitting there like, what? And then my mom's sitting there like, what? What are these young kids saying? I don't understand oh, the slang. No. So sometimes I'll have to act as. Um, translated between between the two, Oh. which is wow. so interesting because usually that happens between generations not within a family yeah i suppose my family is so big it kind of acts like a generation because my youngest is nine okay and he already has this like i just feel like we're just growing up in different times <laughs> that's so fascinating
1: mm. yeah i mean i can understand just basic sort of what they call kitchen Cantonese. Mm-hmm. But once you turn on the news, you know how it's quite formal, I'm out. I don't know what's going on. I look at the pictures. I'm like, mm. oh, yes, fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah. Yeah. laughs> Um, My friend also speaks Cantonese, and she also didn't really know a huge amount. Like when we first um, came down here for uni, when her parents would call, she would just say like, yes, over and over again, like, mm. I forgot what the word was now. Um, but then she went to Hong Kong for her exchange. And then she came back and, like, her Cantonese is so on point now.
1: Oh, I I'm need really to hoping, go on exchange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: really hoping that happens to me if I ever make a trip um, to the motherland. Um, but so you were growing up as a teenager and you had kind of cultural clashes. Um, have you reached a point of understanding with your parents, you reckon? Or, like, have you both understood where the other person is coming from or –
1: I would hazard a guess that it's not necessarily understanding, but just given up hope from <laughs> my parents' side. Um, I can understand my parents' point of view, but mm-hmm. I suppose I just disagree. and um, And they've probably just come to terms with the fact that I am... I am me and these are my choices and I have always been pretty stubborn um, with my decision-making. Uh, so, um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm married with two kids. I'm not sure that I could sort of turn back on that now. Sorry. Sorry, mum and dad. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's a mutual understanding but not necessarily a mutual agreement.
0: Okay, let's go through the Asian child disappointing list. So, Mm, mm. not (laughs) doctor, not doctor,
1: not not lawyer, lawyer, not dentist, uh, not an investment banker, uh, and not married to any of those either. and what was I? Um, at high school, I was a, an A-plus student. I did all the right things. I was a prefect. I brushed my hair.
0: Um,
1: and then something happened, but I went to uni and I studied um, zoology and German, which was very different to my parents' desire for me to study one of those, um, you know, banker, lawyer, doctor things and do mandarin and i was like dad do you want me to fail <laughs> um so i actually stuck with my german that i had um done for many years at high school as well so that was probably quite disappointing for my parents mm. um and then what else have i done to get in the bad books um, i left the country <laughs> so when did I, where did you go oh new zealand
0: Oh, right. Okay, I
1: was like, we're No, so, yeah, moving to New Zealand. Um, oh, I guess it is a different country, but at the same time, I often tell my mum it's still closer than Perth. Um, Perth to Sydney is further than to Dunedin to Sydney, I think. Um, Actually, I think so. Yeah, oh, Perth oh. is quite far away. Um, but yeah, I think that might be wildly disappointing that i'm not closer um but i guess at least it's it's like, it's not Perth
0: well, I suppose that's how life works out. Like when we were younger, we were like, oh, we're all going to live on the same street and it can be called the Abdullahi Street. Oh. <laughs> so there'll be eight of us kids and then our parents can have their own house. You
1: have the Abdullahi commune.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that's actually going to work out. But um, anyways, so you kind of have cultural clashes with your parents, but um, what's your understanding of being Chinese then to you? What does that mean to you? I'm very curious to hear that.
1: I guess my understanding of being Chinese is, is my family. Mm. Um,
0: oh, no. Poor baby Maze is not happy. Do you want to come out? Okay, now that Maze is all happily settled in Arthur's arms, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, what's your understanding of oh, being yes. Chinese? Yes. Um,
1: yeah, I think my understanding just comes from my immediate family experience growing up. Um, I can't say I'm a huge uh, explorer of my heritage in a bigger sense. Um, so it's very sort of t- tight-knit Familial understanding of being Chinese, so it'll be you know the foods that my mum cooks. It'll be my memories from um, visiting China when we were little, and going to see my grandma and the foods that we would eat and the lots of food talk. uh, You know the little streets and then um, yeah, and and travelling in China was a big part of um, and is a big part of I guess what I understand to be. Chinese and my heritage, um, and I suppose the way that we we look—that's always really interesting when people ask. You know, where are you from? Mm. Um, that age-old question of trying to understand somebody else. Um, but I always find it interesting when people do ask me that question, and um, how how I respond. Because I, I know my family is Chinese, but then I always just feel like it's just me. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go forth with my culture or my heritage at the forefront. I think it's just, you know, oh, yes, and that's part of who Sian is, but mm-hmm. um, it's not me. Um as a whole, I suppose, whereas I know that for some people their culture is, is such a huge part of their identity that it's almost like um, it can be a leading a leading step for them in, in terms of their introduction, um, which I find interesting um, for others and it's just how we identify differently. And I suspect that's probably a reflection of um, growing up in Australia Mm. Um, and, you know, speaking English with my sister and at school and learning about all these other different cultures through, you know, education um, and travel. So, I don't know. My dad is very much... Um, uh I don't know if it's PC to say this, but like an Asian supremacist. Um, <laughs> he just believes in the power of the Asian culture um, mm. and he's a very proud um, Chinese person, um, which is, is great for him. Um, but I, I guess I don't share that same sense of, um, I don't know, nationalistic pride or something. Um, I just recognise that that is part of my heritage, but it's I don't hold on to it in a way that, Dictates what I do.
0: Mm, that's yeah. a really interesting like distinction. So that trip to um, China sounded super super important to you and your understanding of being Chinese. Were you really young when you um, did that trip?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess my first one was when I that I remember um, I probably would have been oh maybe five. But we've been back multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and and likewise visited Malaysia so that's also part of my heritage um, and just looking at being asian from from that perspective mm-hmm. and and um, then I actually and that was always with family yeah. and and then when i went to china just after I finished my honours degree. Mm-hmm. So I did a year's volunteer placement um, in China, but it was actually in the Tibetan Autonomous Region, so that was quite a different way to look at what being Asian is like and, and also just how it's quite fraught within the Asian culture, um, you know, the Tibetan culture within um, or alongside the Chinese culture, depending on how you look at it, um, was fascinating for me as well. Um yeah.
0: Hmm. Um. So, I've always been called out for not being a proper Somali, and bad girl. I, <laughs> I know, I'm just don't tick off all of the chick boxes. So I've been called a Oreo. Have you ever been called a banana? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't think anyone's actually called me a banana aside from myself. Um, <laughs> or. Maybe my dad, um, but generally always in jest. You know, it's it's always kind of like a, a joke. Um, but yes, yep, yep, I'm one of a bunch of bananas. Um, though I think my sister, she's somehow more tan than I am, so I think she's a coconut, apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm really intrigued to meet this sister of yours. She sounds so exciting. Hmm, but that's really interesting that you... Fine, where else do you root your identity? You feel if it's if culture is just one part of it? Ooh, that is a very
1: deep question, mm-hmm.
0: and, um, especially for Tuesday morning. I know, <laughs> and I haven't had coffee yet. <laughs>
1: where else do I root my identity? Um, maybe places,
0: you yeah, know. Hmm. I think
1: I. My identity has been shaped a lot by the places that I've visited and the people who I've met there. So definitely the people, probably more so than the place, I suppose. Um, so there are little pockets of people all around the world who have helped to shape my identity. So there's a little bit of me in, in a lot of different places perhaps um, is a um, different way to look at my identity um, and there are definitely some key people, um, some living out bush in the Northern Territory, um, some living in the mountains in the Tibetan Autonomous Region in China, <laughs> um, some in the States. Um, and I say that because these people have helped to shape my values, um, my own history, um, yeah, and the memories that I have from them or the lessons that I've learned from them. Um, so... I would say certainly the people and the places that I've visited are where I would also find the roots of my identity, um, alongside my my cultural heritage.
0: Oh wow, that's a really um, cool way of encompassing everything because that's true. Like it's not just your culture, but it's the experiences that you've had, the people that you look up to, that kind of make up who you are. Mm, um, now you have two babies, mm, two babies, <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Arthur, you're doing really well
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, With Maze and Jet how do you want them to understand what being Chinese is because that's part of their heritage now as well
1: Yeah, I suppose a responsible parent may have thought about that question before today (laughs) Um, I suppose I've always wanted them to recognise that they do have... um, that they are bicultural, um, mm-hmm. and part of that is written into their names, I suppose. Um, and then as they grow up, I mean, food is really important to me, so hopefully it will be part of um, their palate. Yeah, <laughs> and I, th- I think what I will appreciate about. The kids is that they will challenge me to engage with my heritage in a different way. So I don't know what that will look like exactly, mm-hmm. but um, I'm sure some of it will involve some travel, um, some some more food, and spending lots of time with um, family in back home in Sydney, mm-hmm. and then you know family in China and Malaysia. So um, it may be when they're older that they really appreciate and recognise that. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure how it will turn out, but I expect that they will um, be curious and, yeah, challenge me to find ways um, to help them engage uh, and understand that other side of their um, heritage, which will be quite different to what they experience here in Dunedin.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, so is literally just... A couple of weeks old, but Jet's a bit older. Has he started to talk yet, or does he have that kind of awareness that he is biracial just yet? No,
1: I don't. I I don't think so. No, I mean he he can say some words like oh oh no bus uh, <laughs> bus <laughs> bus is a good one. Um, but no, I I'm not sure when that will come around. Probably um, at school, which was maybe. On reflection, when when I recognised that I was different, um, that I I always distinctly remember a conversation with my dad about. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a conversation, but I think my dad was trying to explain the difference between white people and um, what it is to have yellow skin, and I didn't understand at that point. I was like, no, Dad, look, I'm, I'm white, because uh, oh. I was so pale and still I am. Um, <laughs> but I think that's when I really started to be introduced to the concepts that, oh, there are different races um, and skin colours that – Set you apart um and I think that was would be the first time that I started to understand those sorts of things, but jet might be a few years and i'd I'd like to hope that his introduction is is different um in the way that we um, introduce him to what makes jet jet mm. mm.
0: Yeah, actually, I think I realised at school too. Mm. Like when I went to kindergarten, I realised that I was the so only black kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or well, that your name is somehow so much harder to pronounce than everybody else's. Um, and, you know, classic, you know, lunchtime um, things. Like I had sushi that my mum made for me that morning um, or noodles in the thermos. Mind you, I had really good trading Um trading rights um but you know i'd be swapping my sushi for a sandwich and in high sun i'm like why did i do that
0: <laughs> you were winning the lunch i game. was i was <laughs> do I tell you what happened at reading Oasis last week Tell me, we were talking about lunches, and like one, this one Asian, like one of the Asian boys was like, oh, "My mom just gives me rice every day, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Rice and egg, rice and veggies, rice and soy. Like I don't like it."
1: I so I think like- it was, it's that little kid's age. That um, no. how old was that
0: little kid? Probably like eight, seven. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he was just I just want gummies and biscuits like everyone else. <laughs> that was me. I was like, where are my pizza shapes?
1: <laughs> I yeah. This is very nice inside out sushi with the fish row on the outside. Um, but I'll I'll have a Vegemite sandwich, thanks. <laughs> oh I know, I know. What was I doing?
0: Our parents never bought Vegemite because, yeah, they're from Africa. They they just don't understand it, and so I always wanted to try it. And then the first time I tried, it, I was like, "Oh, this is not <laughs> worth the hype. Like, this is so gross. Yeah, I'll just go back to my food. Thanks. Um, I just want your general opinion on now that there are a lot, there are lots more families like you and Jim, where different cultures are mixing. Um, what do you think is the future of the world when when people are just so mixed? Like what do you think um culture is gonna to mean to people and what do you think um identity is gonna to mean to people?
1: Wow. Another big Another question Another big question. Another big question. <laughs> I would like to think that people are more understanding in future and And, yeah, prioritise the commonalities that we have rather than our differences, or at least the differences are to be celebrated. Um, And I hope that, you know, if there are so many more mixed um, mixtures of cultures, that it's a reflection of a more accepting and understanding society um, and that we don't, you know, prevent people from loving a certain someone because they don't look the same or their parents disapprove because mm. they're from the wrong culture or, um, yeah, that really frustrates me. I um, make, It makes me really sad. Um, but I, I like to imagine that kind of future. And, I mean, I think it's getting there. I, I'm i excited to see what things are like when Jet and Mays are our age or well, my age. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope it will be different and in, in that individuals can appreciate and respect their cultural identity but it, but that it doesn't dictate or create some rules around what they can and can't do. Yeah. I mean, I respect tradition, but I also find it really frustrating when tradition is brought out just for a matter of convenience for, um, you know, older people to get their way or um, when it means that they disrespect the choices of younger people or just different people. I think that's what really frustrates me about the way um, culture and heritage can be Used to manipulate and control, rather than as a way to celebrate someone's history, Um and just because it is tradition doesn't mean it's always right.
0: Mm. Mm. And on that note, we'll wrap up this episode. Mm. Oh, on this, my little I like bit of that. my little
1: bit of you know deep wisdom for the
0: morning. <laughs> <laughs> See, our conversation's always end like this. You just say something, <laughs> and you just leave a truth form. but and you always put it in a really pithy sentence as well. Oh, it? yes, that's my. Uh, I yeah, I've been working on it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, lots of food for thought. Um, thanks for tuning in, you guys, and also thank you, Siân, once again for being in here today and bringing Wee Maze in with you as well.
1: <laughs> thanks for
0: having us. <laughs> Bye. Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on ORFM
1: Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.